here you had someone who last year, who is the person that comes in to make sure these tests are being done in a scientific, accurate way, see that it's not being done at all in that way, finds out the problem is systemic and systematic, reports it to the FDA, and what happens? She is summarily fired right out of the gate, just fired. And the FDA does no uh, uh, publicly known investigation. So it's deeply disturbing. If this kind of behavior was happening right in the open for someone to witness like she did, then that means we can have no confidence at all, no trust at all in any of the clinical testing that went on on this COVID vaccine, cannot trust any of the data, any of the information. It's the biggest whistleblower in the vaccine context in the history of vaccines. The studies aren't worth the paper they're printed on. The studies are a joke. The studies are a disgrace. That's what this whistleblower confirms from right inside the critical level, clinical stage testing. There's no reliable data. They falsify data. They fabricated data. They uh, just perjured themselves left and right to cover up the fact there is no basis to determine that there is any safety or any efficacy in any of these vaccines, least of all for minor children. Robert Barnes was uh, in Texas for several weeks and was available in studio. He wouldn't give me much of the details, but he said he was representing a whistleblower and what was involved. And then after the filings were made, he told me more in confidence. And I told you a couple weeks ago, I said, in a couple weeks, you will see in the news, the biggest news yet, not taking any thunder away or lightning uh, from the great folks at Project Veritas, they help spur other people to come public. But this is, on a scale of 1 to 10, Veritas having them admitting they're lying to the public, admitting the vaccines are dangerous, is like a 5. Having one of the research scientists involved and, and then the, the, and being able to have lawyers then contact the victims, that's a 10. And if we don't do something about this and stop this now, it's just insane. It's like Owen Schroyer said yesterday when he was hosting the fourth hour. If this doesn't stop now then we're all complicit. I, I mean, the things that are coming out now are just unbelievable. So Robert Barnes can now speak to a lot more than you even see in the news with the exclusive. He'll be with us 15 minutes the next hour. And then the main researcher uh, on Tucker Carlson's new three-part series, The Plot Against the People, Mr. Beatty, will be joining us. Darren Beatty with huge breaking news on that front with The Plot Against the People uh, coming up in the last 45 minutes, the next hour, then I'll continue with all this news. But Robert, absolutely huge developments. I know you're also working and, and, and you worked on jury selection and other things with the Rittenhouse case. We've got huge developments there. The FBI is sitting on footage of Rittenhouse being shot at. Uh, just incredible. You'll be able to obviously get to that as well. But wow, uh, you've done a lot in and around vaccines and whistleblowers, but is it safe to say this is 10 times bigger than anything you've ever been involved in? I mean, it's the biggest clinical trial whistleblower in the history of clinical trials involving major drugs, and it happens to involve the biggest drug ever distributed or produced in our modern age. I mean, what, what happened here is, you know, this is someone who comes in and does clinical auditing. So this is the person who makes sure the clinical testing is actually meeting scientific standard. And what she found was that it didn't meet any standard, least of all scientific standard. I mean, you're talking about walking into the clinical testing where they're not even using the right garbage bags to get rid of the needles because the needles are sticking out of the bag. Where you walk into the patient's records, you could a janitor could walk in and see people's medical records just stay looking right there on the on the wall to look at who's got what diseases, who's got what medical problems. I mean, basic elementary mechanisms 
of safety and security were completely abandoned in all in these key critical COVID-19 clinical stage three testing of the COVID vaccine. And that doesn't even get to, of course, the severe scientific problems, which is that everything was unblinded. It wasn't blinded, which it needed to be, which they weren't measuring that making sure the temperatures were right on the vaccines to make them actually effective. They weren't taking baseline data to, to uh, do blood uh, samples and other uh, blood pressure and other items to even know what the impact of the vaccine was. There was under there was under the table payments being made to people. There were people being coming in that were uh, were compromising the fundamental safety and efficacy measurements of the testing. Basically, it was an entire disaster and debacle. And here you had someone who last year who is the person that comes in to make sure these tests are being done in a scientific, accurate way, see that it's not being done at all in that way, finds out the problem is systemic and systematic, reports it to the FDA, and what happens? She is summarily fired right out of the gate, just fired. And the FDA does no uh, uh, publicly known investigation. So it's deeply disturbing if this kind of behavior was happening right in the open for someone to witness like she did, then that means we can have no confidence at all, no trust at all in any of the clinical testing that went on on this COVID vaccine, cannot trust any of the data, any of the information. It's the biggest whistleblower in the vaccine context in the history of vaccines. Incredible. And we've got the lawyer that followed the case, Robert Barnes, right here with us. We're going to lay it all out on the other side. Stay with us. While we were sleeping, they came and took it all away. You know, we called this out 21, 22 months ago. We called the Wuhan lab. We called the Kamira virus. We called how they would try to bring the lockdowns back and how the vaccines wouldn't work and how they would demand booster shots. People say, how the hell did Jones know this? It's all over Twitter. Like, Jones is a wizard. That's one of the quotes that got a whole bunch of retweets. Jones is psychic. Well, all humans are psychic to a certain extent. No, uh, the globalists put out stuff like Operation Lockstep. Event 201, Crimson Contagion. I mean, they tell you what they're going to do at a big corporate level like this under the guise of a tabletop exercise. And in the SPARS tabletop war game that they did a year and a half before they launched all this, they war game even how when it starts killing us, how they're going to spin that and how they'll blame the unvaccinated. But then that won't be enough. So then they'll just start burning the government regulators and saying it was all an accident but really it's designed to collapse Western society to quote, bring in the great reset. That's why Prince Charles said, we need military action to end the industrialized world. Feudalism for us, he's not talking about himself. This is a declaration of war. They want to ruin things. They want to make the police and firefighters and military quit. They want Cloward and Piven. They want the teachers to quit. They want the factories to shut down. They want the truck drivers to quit. Because they know they can get the corporations to follow orders with Biden's illegal mandate and everything falls apart. Robert Barnes is our guest. All I can tell you is with supply chain breakdowns, everything that's happening, I would get your Christmas shopping done now. Uh, even mainline studies say that there are 10% of packages aren't getting delivered right. If we have a problem, we reship it to you. A lot of other folks don't. They're talking about 25, 30% of packages by Christmas not getting delivered. It's the design breakdown of society. And then only the big global corporations like Amazon who've prepared for this and who are involved in this can continue to get everything out. You see how they are taking over? It's a monopoly. So shop with your mom and pops, shop with InfoWars, because that's how you keep the First Amendment on the air. And that's how millions of people get to hear the full story from the lawyer filing the case. 
in Texas with the biggest whistleblower on medical malfeasance and corruption in studies ever with the biggest so-called vaccine ever that's already made $65 billion for Pfizer. And that number just came out yesterday. Unbelievable. So um, they're really trying to suppress this, but it's coming out even mainline news. COVID-19 researcher blows the whistle on data integrity issue in Pfizer's vaccine trials. That's a dry way of saying it. Major universities, you know, have headlines like that. Uh, but this is as fake as a $3 bill. Break it down for us. Sure. So, I mean, this story is being reported and was vetted by the British Medical Journal. So you're talking about one of the premier medical publications in the world. Re researched this, reviewed this, investigated this. Uh, look, uh, talked to people that knew her, talked to other people that were aware of what was happening with these companies doing these clinical testing for the COVID-19 vaccine. And they confirmed every single disturbing aspect and attribute of this. They confirmed that what happened is here you have a whistleblower. And, and the, the, the case that will be filed is for children's health defense against the FDA related to emergency use authorized uh, for the, this vaccine for little children. And that's what led her to come forward, because this is such a disturbing level of clinical failures. I mean, every measurement and mechanism for safety, uh, for efficacy, for determining whether this uh, vaccine works, whether this vaccine is dangerous, all of them were vitiated and violated in the in the critical stage three clinical testing that and she witnessed it firsthand this is someone who has done over 50 clinical trial involvement over an extensive two-decade career and this is not someone that had any political motivation at all this is someone who stepped in and simply was doing her job and was shocked at what she saw the worst clinical stage environment she'd ever witnessed called it helter skelter that's what other witnesses who saw it described it as I mean, they had severe adverse events taking place that were not even being reporting or disclosed. They had basic baseline information that wasn't being kept. The specimen data wasn't being properly maintained. The vaccine wasn't even at the proper temperature. I mean, it's just an utter disaster what was taking place. You had complete chaos, a complete breakdown of all the basic elemental rules for measuring the safety and efficacy of a drug. You can have no confidence in, in what they were doing when they didn't have adequate data. They were just falsifying the data. They were just fabricating the data. They were putting in false entries into the system that was going to be reported for purposes of FDA approval and authorization. So that's what's so terrifying here is that the most critical mass mandated drug in history went through the worst clinical uh, testing scientifically imaginable. And the FDA knew about it. A year ago. And as soon as she disclosed it to the FDA, these companies fire her and terminate her. So clearly that means they weren't serious. It was, so it's not just what happened in the clinical studies that she saw and that she heard about from other people participating. It's what does it say about Pfizer that when they found out they had a complete disaster on their hand, their reaction was not to correct, not to remedy, not to investigate, not to clarify. No, it was to fire and falsify. It was to defraud the American people uh, by because, I mean, there's billions of dollars being paid for these vaccines. And, 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 and Barnes, Barnes, obviously, they, they'd done all their secret studies in animals. They knew this was coming. You predicted that almost two years ago. But what do you make now in light of the FDA board member saying last week 
famously, I'm going to vote for this to see what it does to the kids, admitting they're guinea pigs. But now we learn it's far worse than that. They all know about this. They all know they suppress the real data, that 86% had adverse reactions, including myocarditis. And up to 56% of those that get myocarditis at those young ages end up dying within three to 10 years. I mean, this is, this is, this is just unbelievable premeditation. It's terrifying. I mean, so that's why uh, this whistleblower is joining and filing a declaration in support of the suit we are about to bring on behalf of Children's Health Defense in the Western District of Texas against this emergency use authorization for young kids. They want to experiment on five-year-olds now. They're going to treat five-year our own five-year-old kids as guinea pigs for this experiment by some of their own admissions by their own state. And let's go further. Let's go further. Total violation of Nuremberg Code on its face. They're, they have the FDA and the CDC head. The CDC head was on TV last night saying this is 96% effective and no side effects, no problems. We did studies. A complete 180 lie from reality. Completely, because the studies aren't worth the paper they're printed on. The studies are a joke. The studies are a disgrace. That's what this whistleblower confirms from right inside the critical level clinical stage testing. There is no reliable data. They falsified data. They fabricated data. They uh, just perjured themselves left and right to cover up the fact there is no basis to determine that there is any safety or any efficacy in any of these vaccines, least of all for minor children. And not only that, I mean, they, they, the FDA ignored data, which was a, a, a violation of their ethical and legal standards. They ignored the uh, various contrarian information presented by a wide range of even governmental authorities, including the UK, as it relates to children. They ignored a wide and they didn't even articulate what their standard was. They failed to articulate what is the standard for measuring the safety or efficacy of this vaccine? What is the standard for measuring the safety or efficacy as it relates to uh, the virus and, and how dangerous the virus may be to this population group, which is to say it is less less dangerous this uh, virus, COVID-19, including the variants, are less dangerous to children than the flu is. So why are we sticking an experimental drug in them when we have utterly unreliable data to, to uh, and data that has been proven now by the whistleblowers to not be scientifically valid data, scientifically trustworthy Robert, data? Robert, so it is Robert all these top scientists, again, almost two years ago, warned this would happen. Now what they warned of happened was premeditated. Big, why would Big Pharma do something this psychotic and crazy and commit a crime this massive? And now we're going to have a bunch of dead and dying children, and they think they're going to be able to suppress it and normalize it. I mean, they've, gone, they've lost their minds. It's all about immunity. The reason, it's the reason why there's no available approved vaccine. The only vaccine that's out there is these emergency use authorized ones because that has complete immunity. Once they get it on the kids list, then they have the same immunity as all the other drugs on the kids list. So they want complete immunity. And why do they want immunity? Because they know this drug isn't safe and effective in the way they're telling people it is. That's why. And they want to get rid of the population. We'll be right back with Robert Barnes talking about where we go from here and a bunch of other news that ties into this. I got another prestigious study about what the spike protein does to your DNA. Robert Barnes is our guest, and he is representing a major FDA whistleblower from inside the medical system that witnessed the greatest fraud ever in a major vaccine rollout as they tried to suppress the data that Gates admitted that 80-plus percent get sick, uh, including myocarditis and heart attacks. So Barnes continue laying out this huge information, and when is the lawsuit in the Western District of Federal Court here in Austin going to get filed? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is extraordinary information, and she took great risk by coming forward, and the reason she did it was because she was horrified that they were going to experiment on kids now. 
So we're going to file suit for the Children's Health Defense in the Western District of Texas uh, early next week, maybe sooner, uh, as soon as the FDA fully and formally makes its announcement that it's done partial stages of it, that the emergency use authorization has been approved for the purposes of injecting five-year-olds with this experimental drug for which they have completely inadequate data on either safety or efficacy for a virus that simply does not pose meaningful risks to children in that age group. And that the, they have failed to articulate a standard as they're required for measuring the safety and efficacy of the drug, for measuring the risk of the virus, for measuring the risk of the vaccine. And particularly the long tail, long term risks are, of course, overwhelmingly on children because they have the longest life expectancy. So there's great dangers to this drug over time. The FDA admits they don't even know the full scale of it. Instead, they're just going to experiment on children. And that's why she came forward, because what she witnessed was shocking. It was a helter skelter environment where every me a basic measurement of safety and efficacy was completely eviscerated and ignored. This is someone who spent two decades in the clinical trial context, auditing the records to make sure they're done properly, overseeing it to make sure it's done effectively, done in a way that is scientifically conforming. That means you have what's called blinded studies. So people don't know who is getting the vaccine versus who is getting the placebo. That means everything is done in a proper manner in terms of measuring the medical record data information. That means you get certain baseline data before you inject the vaccine or the placebo, and then you're able to measure it afterwards to know what effects the vaccine has. That means the person is being monitored in live time after they receive the injection to make sure you detect any things that occur. Because, I mean, if people pass out, other things, they may not even know what's happening. It needs to be constantly, continuously monitored. In addition, of course, you have to have basic safety and efficacy in terms of privacy of medical records and uh, making sure you dispose of things like needles appropriately. If you're not even disposing of needles appropriately, which is what was happening here, needles sticking out of bags, if you're not even properly managing the privacy of medical records with people's records you know, stuck on the wall for the janitor to watch, to read, oh, look, yeah, look at, let's look at Susie's sexually transmitted disease right up there, that kind of thing. If you're not even at that level, of safety or efficacy, if you're not even at that level of protocols and procedures, if you're not even at that level of safeguarding critical and essential information, you can guess what the medical record data looks like. They didn't even get the baseline data. They didn't even record it. They didn't even note it correctly. When they got caught doing that, what did they do? They falsified the data. They fabricated the records. That's what they did instead. They, they weren't even monitoring people uh, during right after they received the injection. They were left in the hallways unmonitored. They weren't even recording properly a whole bunch of adverse events that were taking place, including severe adverse events in response to the vaccine. It wasn't even blinded. Everybody knew who was getting the placebo versus the vaccine, which completely throws out the scientific utility of a clinical study, particularly a stage three. This was a stage three Pfizer clinical study to measure the efficacy of the primary vaccine being distributed for COVID-19 to the entire world. And they didn't even have basic elemental elementary safety, security, scientific standards to measure it. And that is why it is so dangerous that it is now being imposed on young children as young as five years old. The FDA did not even articulate a standard for measuring safety and efficacy. They should have done an individualized stratus, uh, stratified test. They didn't. They don't even have, they ignored a bunch of relevant data. They hid a bunch of other pertinent data. This is a, uh, a constitutional abomination. This is a public health disaster. And that is why this whistleblower is going to be filing a declaration in support of a suit by Children's Health Defense against FDA 
to stop these illegal, illicit activity. of Incredible. This is the biggest disaster in human history. Stay with us. What a time to be alive. Alex Jones show here. Robert Barnes is with us. He is working with Robert Kennedy Jr. and a major whistleblower. And he is down here in Texas or has been in Texas here three weeks ago or so while he was getting ready for this, telling me it was coming out, telling me it'd be a huge story, biggest whistleblower ever. And it is. And now it's hitting the news. They're having real trouble trying to spin this. Oh, there was a few problems with the studies. Uh, no, they were finding the same numbers that Gates admitted uh, 16, 17 months ago of over 80% of people having adverse reactions, including myocarditis and even death and the attempts to suppress all of that information. You can see on screen the clip we've been talking about of your TV viewer. Uh, so Barnes, for folks that just joined us, recap this huge news and then get into other angles of this uh, for the public like, how's the power structure gonna cover this one up when it's clear that they premeditatedly knew what this would do, knew it would attack immune systems and cause autoimmune problems and attack the heart, and that that's why the rest of the world won't approve these so-called mRNA vaccines. And we have the inventor of the technology a year and a half ago saying, don't do this. And we have the former head of Pfizer, chief scientist saying, don't do it. And we have the Nobel Prize winners for virology saying, don't do it. I mean, it's not like they didn't know, don't pour five gallons of gasoline on yourself and light it. I mean, they knew exactly what they were damn well doing. So why did they do this? Why with the Deepwater Horizon? Did all the engineers say, if you don't pump concrete into the drilling hole and drill a 30,000-foot hole, when it hits a big gas pocket, it's going to blow up? And they said, and it's in the court transcript, we, we a $46 billion company, we do what we want. That's a quote in the movie. That's a real quote. We a $46 billion company at the time. So wh why are they doing something thousands of times bigger than that, attacking our children? What the hell is going on here? Well, yeah, I think you have a multi-layered agenda. You have a, you know, for Pfizer, it's simple. It's making money. They're making record profits. Uh, they, they have no risk and all reward. And all they had to do was uh, keep the silent uh, what was taking place, what this whistleblower spotted again a year ago, uh, reported it to Pfizer and to FDA a year ago the, uh, that was detailing these extraordinary deviations and basic procedural violations of core safety mechanisms for measuring the safety and efficacy of this drug. The data is as contaminated as it can be. The data is utterly unreliable. There is no reliable, trustworthy data based on this whistleblower's report that this vaccine is safe and effective at all. The reality is the real clinical three testing that's taking place is in live time on every American and every person in the world that's taken this vaccine. They're the clinical test study. They're the experimental subject. They're the guinea pig because the actual clinical testing didn't conform to basic elementary standards for measuring safety and efficacy. They weren't properly recording adverse events. They weren't properly monitoring people. They weren't properly getting baseline data. They weren't even properly keeping the vaccine at the right temperature while needles were sticking out of bags and people's patient records were st sticking out of the walls. This was a complete disaster with under the table payments to disguise what was taking place and to illicitly fraudulently fabricate the data and information. Consequently, we should never even be thinking about forcing this into five-year-old children for whom this uh, virus poses very little to no risk. And if people want to understand the broader agenda afoot, just look at who Bill Gates is and what he's been preaching for 10 years. And there you can see where the roadmap is and where the roadmap is going. And it's not a roadmap ordinary everyday Americans have any interest in. And we have to continue to push back as people have.
Well, Robert, I know this. What we're witnessing is incredibly historical. And now they're not just talking about saying five-year-olds and up are authorized. Now they're saying we want to start going down to two and up and then to newborns, even though they admit no newborns ever gotten sick from this. They didn't have three or four uh, comorbidities uh, like serious deformities and and you know things like uh, holes in the heart. It, 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 it's just over the top. And then we see other studies coming out. Here's a major study out of the Department of Molecular Biology, the Werner Green Institute, Stockholm University, one of the top 10 in the world, a huge giant study. I read the thing last night, took me an hour, gave me a headache, and I went and cross-referenced it. There's a bunch of other studies saying the same thing. SARS-CoV-2 spike impairs DNA damage repair and inhibits VDJ recombination in vitro. And they went on to say the vaccine itself creating the spike protein causes a chain reaction in the body, causing cells to not be able to replicate and or become cancerous. It's unbelievable. There's a big article on Infowars.com about it from Mike Adams at naturalnews.com. Science horror, vaccine spike protein enters cell nuclei, suppresses DNA repair engine, will unleash explosion of cancer, immunodeficient, emo deficiency, autoimmune disorders, and accelerating aging. And I read the whole thing. It's true, and they know it, and they're doing it. I mean, this is like Moonraker. This is depopulation. This is it, Barnes. Well, I mean, Bill Gates has always been basically a James Bond villain. Look at the data Matthew Crawford is putting out. He is showing all these countries, showing a lot of, like, throughout Asia. Look at the uh, Southeast Asia. Look at the death rates from COVID, and then look at the death rate after the vaccine is introduced. And the death rate skyrockets in key age groups all in every single one of those countries. Go back and think about the soccer player that dropped dead uh, or almost dropped dead right in the middle of a, a game during the European Championships. It wasn't long after he got the vaccine. There's other uh, soccer players that are suffering severe medical injuries. We now know about tennis players, NBA players, people that are in the prime of their lives suddenly suffering severe debilitating injuries, sometimes death after they've taken the vaccine within a, uh, a few weeks. Of, take, of taking it sometimes within days. So it raises major questions about what is really going on. And what's going on is that fundamentally we're being treated as chattel. Uh, I mean, as Bobby Kennedy pointed out, it's practical enslavement where our bodies are not owned by us anymore. Our bodies are owned by the state. Our bodies are owned by the corporations. Our children are being owned by the state and by corporations. And, and, Barnes, and that is unacceptable. You're right. When they first started pushing this 20-something months ago, they're like, it repairs your DNA. It's magical. Then we went, hey, it alters our DNA. That's dangerous. They go, oh, no, it doesn't touch your DNA. There's an article you know, bragging about it. Now they've spun that back, and now we learn it actually destroys our DNA. I mean, this is crazy. Out of all the things they could have injected us with, they inject us with something that destroys our immunity and gives us cancer. I mean, this is in insane. I mean, and, and it fits a long pattern. I mean, they, there's no history of successful coronavirus vaccines in a, over a century of trying to develop them because of the nature of mutations and variations. There's no history of a successful mRNA vaccine. These were both massive experimentation being done on a massive scale at a massive stage on human beings. I mean, that's that's Sergey Aguero. That's one of the greatest uh, soccer players in the world. Not long after he takes the vaccine, suddenly he has heart issues. Are we supposed to keep pretending these are coincidences? I run into more and more people who know somebody hurt from the vaccine severely than they know of someone hurt severely from the virus that wasn't already facing on, you know, knocking on death's door. 
You know, almost nobody knows someone that suffered a severe injury from the virus that was young and healthy. Almost everybody now knows somebody who, who suffered severe injury from the vaccine. And the risk of this vaccine was its long tail risk. We're discovering its short term risk is off the charts. I totally the agree. Vaccine. What what about Trump? He's hurting himself with his base. He's got to get ahead of this. He doesn't have much more time. It, this whole house of cards is coming down. He got lied to by Fauci to come out with these shots. Uh, Trump's got to extricate himself out of this right now. Well, it's what DeSantis said the other day. DeSantis said, you know, you're talked about when you're in a recession, when you're in a depression. And he said, you know, you're in a recovery when Fauci's been fired. Well, well, we will know we're in a recovery when Fauci's behind bars. That's when we'll know we're in recovery. Trump has got to recognize the mistakes that he made, turn the corner, turn the page and start to address it and embrace the populist direction that the country is moving in. That's what the election showed yesterday. Even New Jersey is tight because there's so much populist anger at this agenda. The vaccine, the Virginia governor Republican candidate came out and said he would oppose all vaccine mandates three days before the election. He surges, he wins. So we now know. You know, Barnes, I know you got to go and I got another guest coming on, but we've got the Rittenhouse situation. We've got the, I really need to get you back on. Do you have any holes you could pop back on today or tomorrow? Or, or can you come on during the war room today? Uh, tomorrow's good. I'm free most of tomorrow. Set him up tomorrow. I want to get your Rittenhouse take and the election stuff as your spot on. 